Welcome to Science, Ethics, and the Future, the podcast of the Foundational Research Institute, foundational-research.org. I'm Brian Tomasic. Today I'll be reading the text of one of the essays on the Foundational Research website. It's called Differential Intellectual Progress as a Positive Sum Project, by me, Brian Tomasic. It was written in October 2013, with some updates since then. Differential Intellectual Progress as a Positive Sum Project Summary Fast technological development carries a risk of creating extremely powerful tools, especially artificial intelligence, AI, before society has a chance to figure out how best to use those tools in positive ways for many value systems. Suffering reducers may want to help mitigate the arms race for AI so that AI developers take fewer risks and have more time to plan for how to avert suffering that may result from the AI's computations. The AI-focused work of the Machine Intelligence Research Institute, MIRI, seems to be one important way to tackle this issue. I suggest some other, broader approaches, like advancing philosophical sophistication, cosmopolitan perspective, and social institutions for cooperation. As a general heuristic, it seems like advancing technology may be net negative, while advancing social science is net positive. Humanities and pure natural sciences can also be positive, but probably less per unit of effort than for social sciences, which logically come prior to everything else. We need a more peaceful, democratic, and enlightened world before we play with fire that could cause potentially permanent harm to the rest of humanity's future. Table of Contents Introduction, encouraging more reflection, ideas for improving reflectiveness. Are these meta things cost-effective? Idealism meets competitive constraints, areas where the sign is unclear. Wars and arms races may dominate. Introduction, the piece begins with two quotations. The first is from Isaac Asimov. The saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. And from Albert Einstein. The unleashed power of the atom has changed everything save our modes of thinking. The piece begins. Technology is an inherently double-edged sword. With great power comes great responsibility, and discoveries that we hope can help sentient creatures also have the potential to result in massive suffering. Joao Pedro de Magalhães calls this Alice's Dilemma and notes that, in the same way technology can save lives and enrich our dreams, it can destroy lives and generate nightmares. In Intelligence Explosion, Evidence and Import, Luke Melhauser and Anna Salomon propose differential intellectual progress as a way to reduce risks associated with development of artificial intelligence. From Facing the Intelligence Explosion, differential intellectual progress consists in prioritizing risk-reducing intellectual progress over risk-increasing intellectual progress. As applied to AI risks in particular, a plan of differential intellectual progress would recommend that our progress on scientific, philosophical, and technological problems of AI safety outpace our progress on the problems of AI capability. I personally would replace risk with suffering in that quote, but the general idea is clear. Encouraging more reflection. Differential intellectual progress is important beyond AI, although because AI is likely to control the future of Earth's light cone absent a catastrophe before then, ultimately all other applications matter through their influence on AI. 
At a very general level, I think it's important to inspire deeper philosophical circumspection. The world is extremely complex, and making a positive impact requires a lot of knowledge and thought. We need more minds exploring big-picture questions like, what kinds of features do we want to see and want to avoid? What are their probabilities? How much control do we have over different aspects of the future? Which are mostly inevitable and which are more path-dependent? How can we avoid overconfidence and optimism bias in our expectations? Are there interventions that can be helpful across a broad range of possible scenarios? What political, social, and cultural institutions can we build to more reliably promote mutually beneficial cooperation? As these questions suggest, greater reflectiveness by humanity can be a positive sum, i.e. Pareto improving, enterprise, because a more slow, deliberative, and clear-headed world is one in which all values have better prospects for being realized. In an AI arms race, there's pressure to produce something that can win, even if it's much less good than what your team would ideally want and gives no consideration to what the other teams want. If the arms race can be constrained, then there's much more time to engage in positive-sum compromise on how AI should be shaped. This benefits all parties in expectation, including suffering reducers, because AIs built in a hurry are less likely to include safety measures against sentient science simulations, suffering subroutines, and so on. Ideas for Improving Reflectiveness Miri does important work on philosophical and strategic issues related to AI and has written much on this topic. Below I discuss some other, broader approaches to differential intellectual progress, but in general it's plausible that Miri's direct focus on AI is among the most effective. Liberal Arts Education The social sciences and humanities contain a wealth of important insights into human values, strategies for pro-social behavior, and generally what philosopher Nick Bostrom calls crucial considerations for understanding how the universe works and how to make a positive impact on it. It's good to encourage people to explore this material, such as through liberal arts education. Of course, a pure focus on humanities or social sciences is not a good idea either, because the hard sciences teach a clarity of thinking that can dissolve some of the confusions that afflict standard philosophy. Moreover, since one of the ultimate goals is to shape technological progress in more positive and cooperative directions, reflective thinkers need a deep understanding of science and technology, not just David Hume and Peter Singer. Big Picture Cosmopolitan Thinking Beyond what students learn in school, there's opportunity to expand people's minds more generally. When scientists, policymakers, voters, and other decision-makers are aware of more ways of looking at the world, they're more likely to be open-minded and consider how their actions affect all parties involved, even those who may feel differently from themselves. Tolerance and cosmopolitan understanding seem important for reducing zero-sum, us-versus-them struggles and realizing that we can learn from each other's differences, both intellectually and morally. TED Talks, EDGE, and thousands of other forums like these are important ways to expand minds, advance social discourse on big-picture issues, and hopefully knock down boundaries between people. While science popularization helps inform non-experts of what's coming, and thereby advance insight into crucial considerations for how to proceed, it also carries the risk of simultaneously encouraging more people to go into scientific fields and produce discoveries faster than what society can handle. The net balance is not obvious, though I would guess that for many pure sciences like math, physics, ecology, paleontology, and so on, the net balance is positive. For those with more technological application, like computer science, neuroscience, and of course AI itself, 
the question is murkier. Effective altruism. Expanding the effective altruist, EA, movement is another positive sum activity in the sense that EAs aim to help answer important questions about how best to shape the future in ways that can benefit many different groups. Of course, the movement is obviously just one of many within the more global picture of efforts to improve the world. Are these meta-things cost-effective? Is encouraging philosophical reflection in general plausibly competitive with more direct work to explore the philosophical consequences of AI? My guess is that direct work like Miri's is more important per dollar. That said, I doubt the difference in cost-effectiveness is vast, because everything in society has flow-through effects on everything else, and as people become more philosophically sophisticated and well-rounded, they have a better chance of identifying the most important focus areas, of which AI philosophy is just one. Another important focus area could be, for example, designing international political structures that can make cooperative work on AI possible, thereby reducing the deadweight loss of an unconstrained arms race. There are probably many more such interventions yet to be explored, and generally encouraging more thought on these topics is one way to foster such exploration. Part of my purpose in this discussion was not to propose a highly optimized charitable intervention, but merely to suggest some tentative conclusions about how we should regard the side effects of other things we do. For example, should I like intellectually reflective material on Facebook and YouTube? Probably. Should I encourage my cousin to study physics and philosophy, or electrical engineering? These considerations push slightly more for physics and philosophy than whatever your prior recommendation might have been, and so on. Idealism meets competitive constraints. Many of the ideas suggested in this piece are cliché. Observations made at graduation ceremonies or moralizing TV programs about expanding people's minds so that they can better work together in harmony. Isn't this naive? The future is driven by economic competition, power politics, caveman emotions, and other large-scale evolutionary pressures, so can we really make a difference just by changing hearts and minds? It's true that much of the future is probably out of our control. Indeed, much of the present is out of our control. Even political leaders are often constrained by lobbyists, donors, and popularity ratings. But a politician's personal decisions can have some influence on outcomes, and of course, the opinions and wealth distribution of the electorate and donors are themselves determined by ideas in society. Many social norms arise from convention or expediency, due to the fact that beliefs often follow action rather than precede it. Still, there is certainly leeway in the space of memes toward which society gravitates, and we can tug on them, either directly or indirectly. The founders of the world's major religions had an immense and non-inevitable impact on the course of history. The same is true for other writers and thinkers from the past and present. Another consideration is that we don't want selective reflectiveness. For example, suppose those currently pursuing fast technological breakthroughs kept going at the same pace, while the rest of society slowed down to think more carefully about how to proceed. This would potentially make things worse, because then circumspection would have less chance of winning the race. Rather, what we'd like to see is an across-the-board recognition of the need for exploring the social and philosophical side of how we want to use future technology, one that can hopefully influence all parties in all countries. As a specific example, say the U.S. slowed down technological growth while China did not. China currently cares less about animal welfare, and generally has more authoritarian governance, so even from a non-ethrocentric viewpoint, it could be slightly worse for China to control the future. 
but my guess is that this consideration is very small compared with the direct, potentially adverse effect of faster technology on the whole planet, especially since most non-military technological progress isn't confined within national boundaries. China could catch up to America's level of humane concern in a few decades anyway, and the bigger issue seems to be how fast the world as a whole moves. Also, in the case of military technology, the U.S. tends to set the pace of innovation, and probably slower U.S. military tech growth would reduce the pressure for military tech development by other countries. Areas where the sign is unclear. Faster technology. It's not always the case that accelerated technology is more dangerous. For example, faster technology in certain domains, e.g. the internet that made Wikipedia possible, accelerates the spread of wisdom. Discoveries in science can help us reduce suffering faster in the short term and improve our assessment for which long-term trajectories humanity should pursue, and so on. Technology is almost always a mixed bag in what it offers, and faster growth in some areas is probably very beneficial. However, from a macro perspective, the sign is less clear. Education. Promoting education wholesale is another double-edged sword. However, differentially advancing cross-disciplinary and philosophically-minded education seems generally like a win for many value systems at once, including suffering reduction. Economic growth. A similar double-edged sword is economic growth, though perhaps less dramatically. One primary effect of economic growth is technological growth, and insofar as we need more time for reflection, this seems to be a risk. On the other hand, economic growth has several consequences that are more likely positive, such as increased international trade with the side effect of making people more sympathetic to those of other nationalities and reducing odds of inter-country warfare. Promoting democracy, which is a powerful way to resolve disputes among conflicting factions. Enhancing stability and therefore concern for longer-term outcomes with reduced unilateral risk-taking. Allowing for more intellectual awareness and reflection on important issues generally. That said, these seem like properties that result from the absolute amount of economic output rather than the growth rate of the economy. It's not controversial that a richer world will be more reflective, but the question is whether the world would be more reflective per unit of GDP and technology if it grew faster or slower. As a suggestive analogy, slower growing crystals have fewer defects. More slowly dropping the temperature in a simulated annealing algorithm allows for finding better solutions. In the case of economic growth, one might say that if people have more time to adapt to a given level of technological power, they can make conditions better before advancing to the next level. So, for example, if the current trends toward lower levels of global violence continue, we'd rather wait longer for growth so that the world can be more peaceful when it happens. Of course, some of that trend toward peace may itself be due to economic growth. Imagine if people in the Middle Ages developed technology very rapidly, to the verge of building general AI. Sure, they would have improved their beliefs and institutions rapidly too, but those improvements wouldn't have been able to compete with the centuries of additional wisdom that our actual world got by waiting. The Middle Age AI builders would have made worse decisions due to less understanding, less philosophical sophistication, worse political structures, worse social norms, etc. The arc of history is almost monotonic toward improvements along these important dimensions. A counter-argument is that conditions are pretty good right now, and if we wait too long, they might go in worse directions in the meantime, such as because of another Cold War between the US and China. Or maybe faster economic growth means more trade sooner, which helps prevent wars in the short run. 
for example, would there not have been a Cold War if the U.S. and Soviet Union had been important trading partners? A friend tells me that Peter Thiel believes growth is important for cooperation, because in a growth scenario, incentives are positive sum, while in stagnation, they're more zero sum. Suppose AI would arrive when Earth reached some specific level of GDP. Then even if we saw that faster growth correlated with faster increases in tolerance, cooperation, and wisdom, this wouldn't necessarily mean we should push for faster growth. The question is whether some percent increase in GDP gives more increase in wisdom when the growth is faster or slower. Alternatively, in a model where AI arrives after some amount of cumulative GDP history for Earth, regardless of whether there has been growth, then if zero GDP growth meant zero moral growth, which is obviously unrealistic, then we'd prefer to have more GDP growth so that we'd have more wisdom when AI arrived. Another relevant consideration Carl Schulman pointed out is that growth in AI technology specifically may only be loosely coupled with economic growth overall. Indeed, if slower growth caused wars that triggered AI arms races, then slower economic growth would mean faster AI. Of course, some take the opposite view. Environmentalists might claim that faster growth would mean more future catastrophes like climate change and water shortages, and these would lead to more wars. The technologists then reply that faster growth means faster ways to mitigate environmental catastrophes, and so on. Also, a certain level of economic prosperity is required before a country can even begin to amass dangerous weapons, and sometimes an economic downturn can push the balance toward butter rather than guns. David E. Jeremiah predicted that conventional weapons proliferation will increase as more nations gain the wealth to utilize more advanced technology. In the talk, Next Steps in Nuclear Arms Control, Stephen Pfeiffer suggested that worsening economic circumstances might incentivize Russia to favor disarmament agreements to reduce costly weapons that it would struggle to pay for. Of course, an opposite situation might also happen. If the budget is tight, a country might, when developing new technologies, strip away the luxuries of risk analysis, making sure the technologies are socially beneficial, and so on. The upshot is unclear. In any event, even if faster economic growth were positive, it seems unlikely that advancing economic growth would be the most cost-effective intervention in most cases, especially since there are strong competitive and political pressures pushing for it already. Of course, there are some cases where the political pressures are stronger the other way, e.g. in opposing open borders for immigrants, when there's a perceived conflict between national and global economic pie. Also, while the effects of economic growth as an abstract concept may be rather diffuse and double-edged, any particular intervention to increase economic growth is likely to be targeted in a specific direction, where the differential impact on technology versus wisdom is more lopsided. Wars and arms races may dominate. A user, Kawumba on Less Wrong, said the following. R&D, especially foundational work, is such a small part of worldwide GDP that any old effect can dominate it. For example, a Cold War-ish scenario between China and the U.S. would slow economic growth, but strongly speed up research in high-tech, dual-use technologies. While we often think Google when we think tech research, we should mostly think DOD in terms of resources spent. State actors traditionally dwarf even multinational corporations in research investments. And whether their investments are spurned or spurred by a slowdown in growth, depending on the non-specified cause of said slowdown, is anyone's guess. Luke A. Summers followed up on that thread. Yes, I think we'd be in much better shape with high growth and total peace than the other way around. 
Corporations seem rather more likely to be satisfied with tool AI, or at any rate, AI with a fixed cognitive algorithm, even if it can learn facts, than, say, a nation at war. That completes this episode of Science, Ethics, and the Future. Feel free to visit the Foundational Research Institute website, foundational-research.org, and subscribe to this podcast from a link there. Our theme music is Chris Zabriskie's Prelude No. 21, which is provided under a Creative Commons attribution license and is available on the Free Music Archive website. Bye for now. <laughs>